on this episode of the Morning Star Podcast. I think one of the reasons that Christians are often afraid to share their faith is they don't know how to lead someone to pray the sinner's prayer, perhaps, Mm -hmm. or they feel like they're pressuring somebody like a salesman mm-hmm. that's too high pressured. They, they don't want to be a high pressure salesman. Mm-hmm. And so they're just reluctant to do anything. Mm-hmm. Tactics mm-hmm. are, they, they're, they're a guide, but there is no pressure. You're not mm-hmm. putting any pressure on the other person because you're simply asking questions, helping to put a pebble in their shoe that they will think more carefully about what they believe. Welcome to the Morning Star Podcast, where we engage in meaningful conversations that display God's handiwork and encourage you to live a Jesus first life. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Morning Star Podcast. I'm your host, Jacob Mayhew, and I have with me today Mike Jaskilka. Mike, how are you doing? Doing pretty well. Good, good. Um, I am really excited about this conversation uh, for many reasons. Uh, we're going to talk a bit about um, this tactics book, this workshop, this class that's coming up. Uh, we just got done with the workshop, so I was just there learning everything. Uh, and it was super, uh, it was good to learn and encouraging, but I'm also excited because like, even in the uh, short time I've been able to interact, I can already tell like you just, you're one of those people who has uh, just a very calming presence very easy to be around and just it's very clear that God has been uh, working in your life throughout mm-hmm. the whole of it. And, um, you're already, you're pastor John's father, right? Right. Yeah. And he talked very highly of you when he was on the podcast, uh, just a couple episodes ago. So I'm excited both for this conversation and to get to know you a little bit. Um, so why don't we go ahead and start with, why don't you just tell us a little bit about yourself, who you are, um, what you do, why you're here. Well, that's a good general question. <laughs> um, why am I here in mm-hmm. Salem? Yeah. Used to live in Eugene. That's where John was raised. Mm-hmm. And um, I moved up here two years ago, two and a half years ago. Um, my wife had passed away in August 2020. Mm-hmm. So I didn't didn't really want to stick around Eugene. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, my other children live in California and Texas, Ugh. and I don't think I could afford to live in California, <laughs> and I can't stand the weather in Texas. So there I said I'm staying in Oregon. So yep. moved up to be closer to John and okay. live in Turner, just a few hundred yards away from him. Mm-hmm. Nice, nice. So what have you like just uh, for curiosity? What have you kind of done vocationally throughout your life? Yeah, good. Um, Oh, I've had first first job came in during high school when I was a attendant at a pool Mm. and went around uh, picking up soda glasses and beer bottles and Mm -hmm. all kinds of just little things like that. (laughs) A few part time jobs through college, got Mm -hmm. out of college, went in the Marine Corps for three years. Okay. Uh, Got out, went to seminary, served uh, as a. I was a salesman at the sporting goods department at the oh. old Montgomery Ward's department store. Okay, nice. Um, and been a bus driver for a school bus. That's mm-hmm. a bunch of tales in itself. <laughs> um, sold telephone subscriptions. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
and then was a pastor for a bunch of years down in Eugene and okay. some other places in Oregon. Okay, nice, nice. And I've heard you've also taught classes as a professor. Yeah, I've been really fortunate the last uh, several years to be able to teach a class down at uh, New Hope Christian College in Eugene. Okay. Um, teach apologetics there, taught a couple of other little courses here and there, but mm -hmm. that's been the focus. Awesome. Awesome. And we're honored to have had you be able to teach two workshops for our church family recently. Mm -hmm. um, uh, the Sunday we recorded this, obviously, and the one previously. So unfortunately, if you're listening, the workshops have already, the Sunday morning workshops are probably already done, but mm -hmm. there is going to be a class going over the whole book uh, in the whole training in detail uh, coming up. So stay tuned and look, pay, look on the church website for information about that. Hopefully we'll be able to put it in the show notes by the time this releases. Um, but real quick, this class is called Tactics. This workshop is called Tactics. Can you kind of give us just a brief overview of what it's about? Uh, why mm -hmm. is it Why is it called Tactics? What is this whole thing? There's a chess piece sure. on the front. Are we teaching learning chess or? <laughs> we're not teaching about chess and we're not teaching how to fight a war. Okay, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> tactics is subtitled uh Developing a game plan to share your, be able to share your Christian convictions. Mm -hmm. A lot of times people feel like they have to uh, be great theologians mm. and know the Bible from cover to cover mm -hmm. with excellence in order to be able to share their faith and trust in Jesus. Mm -hmm. And many times with that background, we stumble and fall and get really discouraged. Mm. So tactics, um, wow, well, I could say a lot about it. Yeah, yeah. Ask me, get me back on track here. Yeah, yeah. Um, what, what is, uh, so first off, this is based on a book. It's based on a book by a fellow named Greg Kokel. Okay. He has a uh, radio program in California where he takes callers who are mm -hmm. have questions about or challenges to the Christian faith, mm -hmm. and uh, he does a terrific job of answering them with kindness and grace. Mm -hmm. Okay, and that's kind of the heart of the class, is mm -hmm. to kind of equip people, everyone to do that? Yes, equipping mm -hmm. people, mm -hmm. giving them confidence, mm -hmm. um, and it's a very simple game plan. Mm -hmm. Uh, you don't have to be a PhD in theology mm -hmm. uh, in order to to uh, put it into action. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, that's great. I, I appreciate that. A PhD in theology is a little bit yeah, farther. Actually, than... I should have said THD. Oh, not PhD. It's, okay. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Doctorate of theology. Doctorate of theology. Is? Okay. Yeah. Cool. Um. So one thing that I think would be kind of good uh, to just cover really quick is why you you're you've taught these workshops, you've been a professor covering this stuff. Um, why is that kind of like, why do you do that? Why is it important enough to you to go and teach a whole bunch of people that maybe you haven't even met about this? Because I think most Christians are afraid to, mm -hmm. or too intimidated, mm -hmm. or feel that they're too uh, ignorant mm. to be able to share their hope and their faith. Mm -hmm because of various reasons. Mm -hmm. uh, mostly, I don't know enough, mm -hmm. or I might offend someone, mm -hmm. and I don't wanna lose a relationship. Mm -hmm. And I think tactics enables a person to avoid those pitfalls mm -hmm. 
and uh, give people a confidence to share with grace. Mm. Mm-hmm. And is this something that you've been able to kind of see work in your own life at all or like in the people you've taught? Like how have you seen people sure. sort of uh, transformed by by the book, by the workshop, yeah. by the classes? Well, I was talking to somebody once a couple mm-hmm. of years ago, mm-hmm. just an illustration. Yeah. Um, and the person said to me, I think I'm a Christian, but not like you. And I hmm. said, what do you mean, not like me? Well, you believe in creation and you don't mm-hmm. believe in evolution. And I believe in evolution and I don't, mm-hmm. uh, you know, just that. And mm-hmm. I said, well, um, but you, th- you think you are a Christian just different than me. And the person mm-hmm. said, yes. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, what is it that, that makes our uh, makes us different? Mm-hmm. Well, you believe that Jesus is the Son of God and that He died for our sins and that we can that He was raised from the dead and that we can have eternal life in heaven. I said, Yeah, that's right. I do believe that. And then I said, But you've told me you believe that Jesus is the Son of God. Mm-hmm. And she said, Yes. And I said, yeah. But you don't believe that He was raised from the dead. Mm. And the person said, she said, I don't think you can know that until after you're dead. Huh. And I said, how did you come to that conclusion? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. It just doesn't seem reasonable or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then I said, well, why do you believe that Jesus is the son of God? Mm-hmm. And she paused. And I had to fill in the answer. I said, is it because you read it in the Bible? And yeah. she said, Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then I said, well, but you, you're not sure that he was raised from the dead, you said. Mm-hmm. That's right. I'm not sure. I said, but he said that also. He said mm-hmm. he would be raised from the dead. So why do you believe one thing he said and not the other thing that he said? Mm-hmm. And she had no answer. Yeah. And just kind of, oh, Realize the, the the contradiction or the failure to have thought through the, the mm-hmm. question very carefully. Mm-hmm. And it was a very natural and easy conversation. Yeah. Yeah. It almost seems like you're helping her ask the questions that she should be asking about what she believes. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. think that would be a fair statement. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the uh, emphasis of a workshop, at least the part that we did, um, was talking about like putting a pebble in someone's shoe. Right. Uh, do you kind of want to get into that a little bit? Explain. Sure. Um, I think one of the reasons that Christians are often afraid to share their faith is they don't know how to lead someone to pray the sinner's prayer, perhaps, Mm -hmm. or, they feel like they're pressuring somebody like a salesman mm-hmm. that's too high pressured. They, they don't want to be a high pressure salesman. Mm-hmm. And so they're just reluctant to do anything. Mm-hmm. Tactics mm-hmm. are, they, they're, they're a guide, but there is no pressure. You're not mm-hmm. putting any pressure on the other person because you're simply asking questions, helping to put a pebble in the shoe that they will think more carefully about what they believe. Mm-hmm. One of the things that Dr. Kokel says that I really appreciate is many times people express their points of view because they've heard slogans before and they just accept the slogan. Mm-hmm. And 
they haven't ever really thought through the issue. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's really important to think hard about things. Yeah, yeah. And sometimes like, you just asking those questions seems like, like this person you were talking to in your illustration, like clearly just, you know, accepted, oh, Jesus was the son of God, but also was not sure about the resurrection. And that didn't seem like an argument she'd arrived to by thinking like very deeply about it. Like no. that was just some slogan, basically. Yeah. Or maybe, maybe it just seemed unreasonable to her or yeah. maybe somebody had said, oh, that never happened and she just mm -hmm. accepted it. Yeah. I, I don't know. Mm -hmm. But... Um, yeah, it was a good time because yeah. it caused her to stop and think, oh, yeah, yeah why not? Mm -hmm. And that's that's putting the pebble in the shoe, mm -hmm. causing people to just examine their own beliefs and how mm -hmm. they came to them. Mm -hmm. And she, she did she come to Jesus right in that moment? Oh, no. 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 Mm -hmm. And I, we've had further conversations. I'm not sure that she has yet fully come to that. Mm -hmm. But... Uh, there's uh, most of us don't come to, like like mm -hmm. Dr. Kokel said in the video this morning. Mm -hmm. You don't go from zero to sixty in three seconds. Yeah, um, most of us take time to think about what we've done. I, in my mm -hmm. own personal case, I came to faith in Christ mm -hmm. at twenty four, mm -hmm. and from the time I first became interested, you might say, in the gospel until I prayed to receive Christ was four months. Mm. And that's not unusual. Mm -hmm. yeah. So that might even be quick. It might even be quick. Yeah. Um, so everybody's different. Mm -hmm. In the, the first workshop we did mm -hmm. uh, a week ago, mm -hmm. I asked people, how many of you came to Christ the first time you heard the gospel? We had about <laughs> 11 people in the class that day. Mm -hmm. And I was surprised one person raised his hand. Oh, wow. And I said, really? He said, yep. And he told us about it. Mm -hmm. um, and that does happen. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, it's just not, it's not ordinary. It's not, mm -hmm. it's not frequent. And we, when we've planted seeds, when we've mm -hmm. caused people to begin to think, we've taken a step in the right direction. Mm -hmm. And that's what we're called to do. Put the pebble in the shoe. Yeah. Yeah. And I think... There's very much like, those are wonderful stories. When someone just hears like the gospel presented, they immediately come to Jesus. And I think like, those are great. Um, like, oh, like as someone as a believer, it's like, oh, that's just so, you know, it's just, it's such a quick feedback loop, right? That um, it feels very like gratifying and it feels like, oh man, I, you know, it, it could even, if you're not careful about it, boost your own ego a little bit of being like, oh, wow, I just... I just did it right there. Hmm. Um, but I think one thing that I really appreciated in the workshop and in the, the tactics approach and everything that you were saying um, was just kind of the emphasis on like the long-term plan and being like, yeah, this isn't about just, you know, winning, right? Hmm. It's just, mm -hmm. it's about being a faithful planting seeds, putting rocks in people's shoe to just kind of do something persistent to make them think. Um, it's not about us really. It's about glorifying God the way we do it. Right. One, one thing I kind of was interested in is you said you came to Jesus at 24. Um, what did, was like, is it all connected? Like was someone like uh, using some of these tactics with you or like outreaching to you or like, how did you come to Jesus? 
No, it really wasn't related hmm. at all to okay. anything we've talked about. Yeah. <clears throat> I had had an opportunity to, and been challenged to uh, read the Bible a little bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I had made, you might say, the mistake, not mm-hmm. really a mistake, but mm-hmm. I said to somebody once who asked me uh, if I'd ever read the Bible, mm-hmm. I said, no, because it's full of errors. <laughs> and the person mm-hmm. unconsciously used the, the tactics approach and said, mm-hmm. like, whatevers. <laughs> and uh, I had just taken the slogans that I always heard in the past. Yeah. And I said, well, I don't know, but I'll read it and I'll point them out to you. <laughs> <laughs> so oh. I... I I began reading in John's gospel mm-hmm. and opened the gospel with the intent to find the flaws and the contradictions, et cetera. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> within a few pages, mm-hmm. uh, I forgot my objective and began somehow, mm-hmm. now I can see it was by God's spirit, mm-hmm. to be intrigued by the main character, mm. Jesus. Mm-hmm. And so I, I read through the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, then a few days, actually, I read it twice in one day. I was so curious. Oh, wow. So a few days later, I sat down and I said, what, what where do I read now? Mm-hmm. So I've read John twice. I'm not going to read it again. <laughs> <laughs> I have read it again, by the way. Yes, yes, that's good. Um, so I said, well, Acts comes next. So I started reading Acts, and when I read the story of Saul's conversion, mm. I could see that he was a sinner, and so was I. <laughs> mm-hmm. And wow, just right there privately, yeah, I asked God to forgive me. That's so good. Wow. That's wonderful. I mean, I would, I love just the way that you're like, oh yes, this is me. I'm Saul. Right. And there's something just wonderful about how how honest it takes sometimes. How honest we have to be with ourselves about like, oh yeah, we are sinners. And it can be hard to arrive at that place. Um, if you're not a believer, right. Um, and just used to being, well, I'm a good person. But even in that, there's sort of that, um, in this case, even the scripture was using the tactics principle maybe <laughs> on you of like, it's it's helping you to see things through that different lens, through ask that different question and like figure out like, oh, like, yeah, you are not a perfect person and maybe you do need Jesus. And I also just love that. the person it on totally unintentionally was using yep. like the tactics with you. Yep. Um, so I guess we've kind of talked about it. You shared like your story uh, with this, this woman of asking her these questions and like this person who totally accidentally um, or yeah, cause it's probably before the book, but um, yeah, definitely using- <laughs> before the book might've been before yes. Greg Coco was even born. I don't know. <laughs> um, but um, do you want to go ahead and just kind of give like just a, it doesn't have to be super in depth or in long or just kind of like a quick overview of like that tactic that you kind of, um, that you use in that conversation or it was used with you. Yeah. In the conversation with a woman I mentioned, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. um, 
Yeah. I tried to listen carefully to what she had to say. Mm -hmm. And I, I simply, I just said, basically it was, what do you mean by that? Mm -hmm. Uh, mm -hmm. Or isn't this a contradiction? You believe one part of what Jesus said and you wouldn't believe, you don't mm -hmm. believe another part of what Jesus said. Why do you believe the first part? Mm -hmm. And uh, she didn't know. Yeah. And so it just, it put that pebble in her shoe and mm -hmm. she has, though, as we already said, it mm -hmm. probably hasn't come to saving faith as we think of it. Mm -hmm. uh, she has talked to some of her friends about it. She has attended mm -hmm. a church a few times to pursue the idea. Mm -hmm. So it awakened, to some degree at least, yeah. an interest. Yeah. And she has taken the initiative. I don't say, well, why don't you go to a church with your neighbors next door or anything mm -hmm. like that? She's just, mm -hmm. she's yeah. doing it. So mm -hmm. There's that sort of self-motivated, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. She wants to know, I, I think it pointed out a flaw in her thinking. And mm -hmm. so she wants to, she's honest enough to, yeah, I ought to think about this more. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and, the, and like in your case, like the person who asked you the question wasn't even with you when you accepted Jesus, right? Like right. that happened, you said four months later or something like that? Four months later. Yeah. Um, and that's just, I think, a good example of, like, I think the the cost, well, I uh, use the metaphor of gardening a lot. The metaphor of? of gardening. Oh, yes. Yeah. Um, so I guess, do you want to kind of get into that metaphor a little bit? Um, sure. Yeah. Uh, in the video that we watched this morning in the workshop, mm -hmm. uh, Dr. Mr. Kogel mentioned how before a harvest, there is always mm -hmm. a season of gardening or sowing or tilling. Mm -hmm. And most of the time in our evangelistic training, we've been taught to, to go for the gold, yeah. make mm -hmm. that harvest today, bring mm -hmm. that person into the kingdom now. Mm -hmm. Now is the moment of salvation. Today is the day of mm -hmm. salvation and so forth. But he's pointed out that even he himself mm -hmm. doesn't regard himself as a harvester, but mm -hmm. rather as a gardener. The gardener mm -hmm. does the hard work. Mm -hmm. The gardener has to attend to that field or that garden over mm -hmm. and over and over. I have a little garden in my own yard now. Every mm -hmm. day I'm out there watering it. Happily, there haven't been many weeds. <laughs> uh, you know, prune it a little bit, lift the fruit up off the ground a little bit. Every day I'm doing a little something. Mm -hmm. And when that fruit gets ripe, I just go pick it. Mm. It's easy to harvest. And he brings that out, that the hard work is in the gardening. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that gives us all a role. That gives us all a place. We can all be gardeners. Mm -hmm. And if we're not gifted for harvesting, that's fine. Mm -hmm. There are harvesters whom God will send along at the mm -hmm. right time mm -hmm. to bring the harvest. I think of sometimes the, uh, the, the large scale evangelists. Uh, we mm -hmm. even support a couple here at uh, our church. Yeah, yeah. I could never do that. Mm. I, I just don't imagine myself standing in front of a crowd of 20,000 people like, like uh, Reed Saunders, for example, mm -hmm. has done and proclaim the gospel. I, I don't think I've ever spoken to a crowd bigger than about 500. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he, I, I, I'd be, I just don't see myself ever and never have seen myself in that role. But, mm -hmm. and I think most Christians haven't. Yeah. But mm -hmm. I can talk to one person mm -hmm. every day. Mm 
mm-hmm. or every week and just build a relationship that leads to redemptive conversations. Mm-hmm. And who knows, mm-hmm. if they come to faith at a mass crusade, great. That's great, yeah. Uh, I got the harvest, I had a, had a role in it, mm-hmm. and somebody else, the harvester, had the role in it. Mm-hmm. So it takes a lot of pressure off. Mm. Uh, I'm, not a, I'm not a salesman. Mm-hmm. I'm just a friend who shares. Mm-hmm. And those crusades can happen in many ways because of so many people faithfully gardening behind the scenes, right? Mm-hmm. It's exactly like the people there. It's sometimes like, oh, yeah, that's where they come to faith. But how much things have happened in their life beforehand sure. where people have just had these conversations or asked these questions like, why are they even there? Mm-hmm. Right. To even get there, there had to have been some gardening. You don't, I mean, yeah. You don't just find yourself randomly at a Mike Silva or like Reed Saunders event. Just like, oh, I accidentally wandered in here. Yeah. yeah. We had uh, Billy Graham here in Portland or mm-hmm. in Oregon, up mm-hmm. in Portland uh, mm-hmm. 30 years ago. Okay. And one of the big parts of all the training from the Graham Association was mm-hmm. invite your friends, pray mm-hmm. and invite your friends to come. Mm-hmm. There would have been nobody there if... Mm-hmm. Nobody had been invited personally. There may yeah. have been a few people who wandered in just because they saw it in the newspaper. But yeah, yeah. basically, people came mm-hmm. because they were invited by a friend. Mm-hmm. And that friend trusted mm-hmm. the other friend. Mm-hmm. And that's gardening. That's gardening. Yeah, and that's doing the Lord's work. Yep. Um, what would you say to someone who maybe has has been faithfully gardening or at least been trying to, but just hasn't like seen the fruit uh, of that. Like they just haven't seen the person that they're pouring into kind of come to Jesus. Mm-hmm. Like I think of one of my friends who uh, is regretfully to me still a non-believer, mm-hmm. um, even though he literally went to like my Bible study for a year, mm-hmm. more than a year in college. Wow. And like, you know, we had so many conversations and sometimes I find myself getting even discouraged. Like I just, what else can you do at some point? Yeah. Um, So what would you say to that? Well, at first I'd say you're being faithful. Hmm. So try not to be discouraged. Mm -hmm. Um, And maybe one of the best ways to not be discouraged Mm -hmm. is to recognize God's got a role in this too. Mm -hmm. It's his Holy spirit who brings the, ultimate conviction and the Mm -hmm. ultimate harvest. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, and and don't give up in the sense of, this person is not a project for you. Mm -hmm. This person is a friend whom you are to build a relationship with. If that person never trusts Christ, don't quit being a friend. Mm -hmm. Continue to be faithful, to live your life faithfully Mm -hmm. and in a godly way in front of that person. Mm-hmm. But the the relationship is not dependent upon their response. Mm. You're not, he's not a target. Mm-hmm. He or she is not a target. He or she mm-hmm. is a friend that you care about. Mm-hmm. So keep going. Yeah. Thank you. That is encouraging. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think that's good. And I hope, I mean, I'm sure I'm not the only one like in the family oh, stories, yeah. like you have even the stories of the person you were talking about, yeah. like she just, you know, maybe made some steps, but hasn't gone all the way and accepted Christ yet. And I think there is a real uh, danger in just becoming discouraged sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, and so 
yeah, I think that's helpful. And thank you for sharing that. Um, this is, this is kind of out of left field. This isn't <laughs> one of the questions I prepared you for. So do apologize in advance. Um, but you've been a, a pastor and a professor for many years, um, uh, faithfully serving Jesus. Um, and you've been walking with him for many years. Um, uh, what is just like one nugget of like of wisdom or like one lesson that you've learned over, over the course of your life that you think our church family could benefit from. It could be related to tactics. It could be totally unrelated to tactics. Um, just anything that you feel like is maybe important to you or has been an important aspect of your ministry or anything like that. Uh, well, it's <laughs> <laughs> kind of an out of left field question. So no worries. When I when I retired from full time pastorate, mm -hmm. somebody said your final sermon should be on all this wisdom that you've gained. <laughs> <laughs> so I stood up that day and basically said, somebody said I should share all the wisdom I've gained, mm -hmm. but I'm I'm at a loss. So <laughs> what I did was I said, don't forget the fundamentals of the gospel and mm -hmm. don't. Don't drift from God's word. Mm. Um, um, and then maybe the other thing, um, mm. just going back to what I said about being discouraged when friends don't come to faith. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> you are a gardener. You are not the one who's ultimate responsible. responsible. Mm -hmm. I think mm -hmm. sometimes we think it's all on us mm -hmm. and we forget that the spirit of God is there yeah. and uh so yeah uh the sort be, of be, love people yeah just love people mm -hmm. um and if they don't respond hey love people yeah and trust god to do his part exactly yeah 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 sometimes that's well put sometimes we think that God has put us into his throne for a while and we better handle it right <laughs> or onto his throne. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, no, that doesn't happen. Mm -hmm. But we sometimes, and, and I guess the other thing might be pretty elementary. That's fine. Don't compare yourself. Mm. You know, there are some people who are truly gifted in evangelism. Mm -hmm. I'm not. Mm. If I compare myself, mm -hmm. I'll come out on the bottom side every time. Yeah. Trust what God said mm -hmm. in first Corinthians 12 about we've mm -hmm. all been given a gift. Mm -hmm. Use it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And even if you can't figure out, <laughs> if you can't figure out what it is, mm -hmm. so many people, oh, I don't know what my gift is. Mm -hmm. Just be in the body of Christ, mm -hmm. relating to people. Mm -hmm. They'll figure out what your gift is. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They'll see it. Even if you don't see it, they'll see it. Mm -hmm. I kind of I think First Corinthians 12 is when that Paul talks about like the body of Christ. Right? Yes. Yeah. The and analogy of the body, the analogy. You know, mm -hmm. an arm and an eye. Yeah. It's kind of silly for a foot to be like, oh, darn, I can't pick up things like a hand. Yeah. You know, or a hand to be like, oh, darn, I can't help like taste the world, like the um, taste buds, which <laughs> <laughs> body part. But yeah. Um, 
I think, yeah, that's a, I think it's a good encouraging uh, thing to just not compare ourselves. Uh, so thank you for that. Thank mm-hmm. you for <laughs> letting me ask you kind of that out of left field question. One thing that um, I'm kind of struck by is just like a lot of that is just kind of very, like, it's not like some super heady theo- theology concept that requires years of study. It's like, don't forget the basics, stay in God's word. It's, you know, be, be patient, right? Be a patient gardener, love people. And um, yeah, that's not like advanced level PhD Christian stuff, but yet you've been a pastor and a professor for so many years. And the fact that um, those are the parts that you want to highlight, I just speak, think speaks volumes about how important sometimes the air quotes basics, the elementary things of Christianity mm-hmm. are and how we can, we'll never get beyond that. Like hope not. Yeah. You, you'll never stop loving people. Hopefully I'll never have to like, that's never going to be a calling that we move past. Exactly. Um, yep. One thing that I think kind of going back to the class, um, I would like to t- talk about a few more things with that. Um, one of them being uh, what, so t- talking to the, uh, our church family that is listening here, um, what sort of like, if someone is thinking about the class mm-hmm. and they're like, ah, maybe I'll take it, maybe I won't, um, you know, it's a lot of time commitment or just, you know, I'm not really like a, a reader or like a lecture person or something like that. Um, and they're just kind of maybe on the fence. What would you, what would you say to them to kind of encourage them to, uh, take the class? If you've ever been discouraged with your failure to mm. lead people to Jesus, mm. if you've ever felt inadequate mm. and maybe even ashamed, mm-hmm. come to the class. Yeah. <laughs> because... You, you don't, uh, we already said it, you don't mm-hmm. need to be an expert in theology. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have what it takes to relate to your friends and neighbors. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. that's not very, very specific, but no, I, I just... You don't, if you, you said, if they're, if I, well, I'm not a reader, I can't do this. Mm-hmm. Well, you don't have to be a reader mm-hmm. because this will be mostly on video yeah. and you'll have a little outline, but you don't have to read the book. Mm-hmm. Now, some people out there probably are readers mm-hmm. and the book is easy to read mm-hmm. and motivational mm-hmm. um, and extremely encouraging. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd say, go ahead and read the book. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. It, it doesn't hurt to read the book. But one thing that I've been impressed about with the video series is it it covers the content of the book extremely well, and mm-hmm. it is very relational because, yeah. as you could see from this morning, uh, it seems to me at least, I mm-hmm. think you would agree, but I don't know, <laughs> that uh, Mr. Kokel is very relational. He even yeah. on the, he comes across on the video screen as mm-hmm. just a warm, friendly, easy-to-listen-to guy. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Give it a try. Um, and yeah, I, those yeah. are the things I'd say. Yeah, no, I think I would agree with all of that. The The video series felt shockingly not like a lecture video, if that makes sense. Exactly. Like it was very, 
uh, conversational. Uh, he was, he pulled out silly props at one point. <laughs> like it was one of those. And there's even time in our workshop to just discuss with the people around you, which I found really helpful too. Um, and mm-hmm. so, yeah, no, it was just a great, uh, and I would encourage you too, family, if you're on the fence at all about the class to seriously consider it. Uh, it's already been a blessing and encouragement to me, probably going to purchase the book and read it. Cause I'm one of those reader types. Yep. Um, but, uh, I think if it, it was a educating class or the workshop at least was educational, but it was also very like freeing in a way. Like you talked about like feeling discouraged and all that stuff. And it just does a very good job of encouraging people, I think. Um, and so thank you for like being a part of that and mm-hmm. bringing that encouragement to our church family. Did I, you know, just to build on that a little yeah. bit, mm-hmm. I don't think I said this earlier in the interview. I said it somewhere today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Um, yeah. When I was in seminary, mm-hmm. a, um, a lecturer came to the uh, chapel one day mm-hmm. and made the statement that whenever he had, whenever he found himself alone with somebody for five minutes, mm. he took it as a sign from God that he would then share the gospel. Hmm. And I remember sitting there discouraged mm. because I said, I can never do that. That's mm. not my personality. I am a failure already. Oh. <laughs> the book mm-hmm. and the class show you you're not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I think that's... Every, yeah. every personality mm-hmm. can benefit from what's here. Yeah. Just be a good listener. Mm-hmm. Just a couple of very simple principles applied mm-hmm. that are easy to apply and easy to understand mm-hmm. can make a dramatic difference. Yeah. And like one thing that like I was a resident assistant in college and some of the things that the video discuss, I'm like, wow, these are just like some of the things like I was taught and like in our in like a different context and with a different purpose, obviously, but of just how to be a good friend to someone in mm-hmm. a lot of ways a lot of just curiosity and love. Exactly. And everyone likes that, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, the the class, at least, that we went uh, through did cover a particular piece of scripture that I think would be good to um, bring out. I don't know if you would mind reading it for everyone. No, I um, wouldn't mind. I believe the uh, scripture was Colossians 4, cha- uh, ch- chapter 4, verses 5 and 6. Correct. Um, and I think it's a... It's a good piece of scripture. I, would, I will put it in the show notes and um, yeah. I encourage you family to give it a closer study than we can even give here. But Yeah, if you've ever felt like you had to close the deal right now, <laughs> you you sat down on the airplane next to a person who clearly was not a believer and you felt mm-hmm. you had to share the gospel right now to get him saved. Mm-hmm. I think Paul may have had a different approach. Mm. He said, <clears throat> be wise in the way you act toward outsiders, meaning those outside the faith. Mm -hmm. Make the most of every opportunity. Mm. Let your conversation be always full of grace, Mm. seasoned with salt, Mm. so that you may know how to answer everyone. Mm. 
So you run up against somebody who's proud of their sin. Mm. Mm -hmm. What's a wise way to answer them? A graceful way to answer them? Mm -hmm. Jump on them and say, you're going to hell because you sin, <laughs> you behave this way? Or mm -hmm. could there be a better approach? Mm -hmm. Speaking of people being convicted of sin, mm -hmm. um, It's uh, one we we were talking earlier about how yeah. long it takes to come to faith in Jesus once you're exposed to the gospel, and usually it's not immediate. Yeah, in all my years of ministry, only once mm -hmm. did I sit down with a person, mm -hmm. start to explain the gospel, and have the person say to me, "You don't have to convince me; I'm a sinner." <laughs> And I said, I don't, oh, really? Yeah. I was so surprised because yeah. usually you run into an argument there and that's, it's hard for people to let go of their pride. I've yeah. had to let go of my pride. Mm -hmm. um, oh, I'm not so bad. <laughs> Have you ever heard somebody say, I'm not as bad as Hitler? If Hitler has become <laughs> our standard, we're in real trouble. <laughs> uh, but this fellow said to me, you don't have to convince me I'm a sinner. Yeah. And I was so startled, I hardly knew what to say. Yeah. So anyway, uh, I kind of backtracked there, but yeah. that yeah. came to mind. So that's, yeah, that's a funny story. But I think that also emphasizes just kind of the, you know, the, the importance of the passage and like, that is like the one person you've had that interaction yeah. with, right? Yeah, it happened once in all those years. Yeah. And uh, so don't be, don't be discouraged if mm -hmm. it takes a while. Yeah, and I think that's good. Like you shared, you had to be convicted of your sin. Uh, it took me a long time of going to like a biblically faithful church and like biblically faithful ministries and small groups to like come to the Lord, like a year and I had some change really. And so, I think it's just, I, I like the repeated emphasis on don't being discouraged, I guess, um, because it can be discouraging sometimes when God doesn't work on our timeline. Um, but good news is he's smarter than us and he knows what he's doing. Right? Yep, yep. Where can people generally find you around church? Yeah, I'm usually at the second service. Mm -hmm. Occasionally I come to the first service. I was at the first service this morning. Mm -hmm. Um so I, you know, I usually sit uh, three quarters of the way back, maybe mm -hmm. uh, slightly off to the, as you're facing the platform mm -hmm. on the, to the right. Mm -hmm. But every once in a while I wander over to the far side mm -hmm. just so I can meet people I haven't met before. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I hang around in the balcony or in the balcony. <laughs> in the lobby. In the lobby. Yeah. Uh, afterwards and... Mm -hmm. Uh, there's a Wednesday morning prayer group of men that I go to that okay, yeah. uh, I enjoy very much. Mm -hmm. So the six fifteen group. No, um, it's uh, later in the day. Unfortunately, okay. it's nine o'clock. Being oh, okay. being retired, you know. Yeah, yeah. I don't have anything to do. Is what they say. <laughs> Why would you wake up at six fifteen? Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah nice. No. Um, but yeah, I'm always happy to talk to people. It's it's a big church, mm -hmm. and it's hard. It's hard to connect in mm -hmm. the big group, mm -hmm. but uh, you know I, I have gone to, to a life group before. Uh, mm -hmm. That's been good. But uh, Sunday morning, mm -hmm. just 
coming up and say hello. Yeah, yeah, that'd be fine. I'd love to talk. I like I like talking to people. Yeah, he's really easy to talk to, speaking from experience. So <laughs> yeah. I highly encourage you to do that, family. Um, as we kind of like wrap up our time here, do you have any like closing thoughts, anything else you would like to share? Uh, just kind of famous last word here, I guess. <laughs> well, I hope it's not a last word. Well, yes, for, for the podcast. Oh, for, yes, the podcast. for the podcast. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, maybe, uh, I think it's 1 Corinthians 15, uh, mm-hmm. uh, about... You know, we've been talking about discouragement and people mm-hmm. feeling inadequate and they can't do this right or they don't know enough or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and like uh, Pastor Rob was trying to get us involved today, his, his mm-hmm. sermon, one of the themes was, you know, get involved, be engaged with people. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I would say all those things are true because as mm-hmm. 1 Corinthians 15 says, your labor in the Lord is not in vain. Mm-hmm. That's good. It's not. Yeah. Even if you don't see results, mm-hmm. we all, most of us raise kids and at the, we don't see results right away. No. It takes a long time. Mm-hmm. Love, mm-hmm. patience, mm-hmm. persistence, prayer, mm-hmm. not relying on yourself. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. What you do is never in vain. That's the good stuff. The good. good stuff you do. Yeah. yeah right. Yes. <laughs> when you're serving the Lord, you're not serving in vain. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's such a powerful, I think that's such a powerful message in my life too. And just, I hope it, it resonates with you family. Just knowing that even if we don't see the fruit of our labor, sometimes that doesn't mean it's not, uh, not fruit that someone else will harvest some time down the road. And if you just feel like you're gardening and gardening and gardening, or maybe you feel like, oh, maybe you should uh, start gardening more, but you just haven't really seen the fruit. I think you've done a great job of just emphasizing yeah. the not being discouraged. Um, and Can I, I give really you an illustration? It. Yeah, for sure. I, it just popped into my head. Yeah, yeah. Uh, years ago, <clears throat> when I was a pastor up in near Portland, Mm-hmm. There was a fellow in our church who, there were issues and he was discouraged and lost his job and Mm -hmm. all kinds of things, you know, and it it was just tough. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, prayed with him, went to visit him, you know, Mm -hmm. had coffee a couple of times, just ordinary things. And then we lost touch with with each other for many years. Mm -hmm. And about 15 15 to 20 years later, I got a call mm-hmm. <laughs> from this fella. Mm. He said, I was in church this morning and the message was something to the effect of go tell somebody who encouraged you mm. once mm-hmm. in the past that you meant something to them mm-hmm. or yeah, that, that, yeah, that you meant something to mm-hmm. them. He called me <laughs> 20 years later. Yeah. For the simple things of, I prayed with him, wow. I talked to him and tried to encourage him and just, hey, I understand. And I mean, yeah. I, I didn't feel like, at the time I felt like, well, I didn't do anything. Yeah. But 20 years later, he remembered. Wow. That's incredible. Yeah. And it's, you weren't expecting that call at all. 
hadn't talked to him ever since he yeah. left our church. Wow. So uh, he he didn't leave our church in the wrong way. He yeah. moved. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And he called me from a different city. So wow. it was amazing. So yeah, just don't give up. Don't be discouraged. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It might take 20 years. Might take longer. It might, we may not find out until heaven. Yeah. But good news is we all have all eternity to figure things out up there. So, um, Mike, thank you so much. Uh, This conversation has been really encouraging for me, family. I hope it's been very encouraging for you and kind of maybe pushed you towards taking the class, pushed you towards trying to garden a little more in your life and just not being discouraged when sometimes that takes time. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you family so much for listening. I hope that you have an absolutely blessed week. Um, and that we'll get to be with you again here on the next episode. Thank you so much, family. Have a good day. Thanks for tuning in to the morning star podcast. Join us again next time as we display God's handiwork and encourage you to live a Jesus first life.